All right, Coach. Another episode I'm very excited about. Woo, me too. Now, as usual, Coach came in his Arctic weather gear. Uh, <laughs> he tends to be cold-natured, and so we had to have him take off his squishy coat and put on a blanket. So he's wrapped up, ready to talk. Thin-ass dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my name is Sherry Wilson, the owner of Genius Communication. I almost said Coach's Corner. That's funny because I'm used to you going first. So I almost took ownership of your business. That's okay. Uh, but my business uh, helps people make money. Through social media, hiring, consulting, et cetera, and good consulting. Coach, I've heard of business consultants that have actually consulted a business into the grave. Ooh. Yeah. I have not heard good stories. So please do not associate me with those people. I actually bring good wisdom and sound advice, if Mm -hmm. I do say so myself, Mm -hmm. and some of my clients. What about you, Coach? Introduce yourself. Well, my name is... Greg McNeil. They call me the coach, the owner of Coach's Corner and Soar. Mm-hmm. So I'm the guy that helps you to enjoy the money that ah. you make. <laughs> That's exactly right because there's nothing like making a lot of money mm-hmm. and there's nothing like losing your money because you don't understand the place and the context that it has in our lives, right? Yeah, so, which is a very, it's an important one, but I think a lot of people put all their hopes and desires around money, not realizing they're jacked in the head and they're not going to enjoy all that stuff, ruin relationships, all kinds of things. Exactly. So I'm the guy that helps you to enjoy the money that you make. I right? like that. You know, Coach, I'm going to have to get up and close the door because I yes. didn't do that beforehand. But And she's making me cold again. You're also known as uh, Gandalf and Mia Joda. That's right. I'm still working on this beard, by the way, too. (laughs) So, uh, with that being said, I'm really excited again about today. But before we dive into the topic of bringing a dream to maturity, or Mm -hmm. really you could even call it the process of change, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, realization of the things that you hope for and desire, um, our doors are open now this will be this will release next wednesday which i think is the 11th and then we'll have one more week and then the doors close for this quarter of the hell yeah life coaching Mm -hmm. intensive we've already got some in-person people signed up possibly only one or two seats left there and then we've got the online which is Mm -hmm. unlimited seating really Um, so go to yourhellyeahlife.com, look at it. It is worth the investment. And uh, also please share and leave a review. And if you have any topic ideas, everything's in the show notes. Okay. All right. So with the business out of the way. Okay. So what I told in our pre-show conversation, what sparked this topic is actually a recent event, which I'll get to. But it actually concerns our Hell Yeah Life coaching Mm -hmm. intensive. So me and you are actually pretty intense about the intensive. That's true. Because, number one, we're both service-oriented people. Yep. We love to help people reach their goals. Yep. And we take that extremely seriously. But we're also a lot of fun. Absolutely. But we have investment in this. You know, like this is... We, it's very important that it helps people. It's very important that um, people are a success because of it, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so because of that, we've, you know, we went through six months of working out kinks and working with individuals uh, that were very patient, you know, Mm -hmm. and and worked with us uh, to where now we're opening it up. 
And I just got to pondering that whole thing because, and we've talked about this in the past, uh, a, a past episode, and I showed you in my journal, I could literally go to the next room, pull out that journal, and I had written in 2016, right, mm-hmm. a mastermind. I've always wanted to do a mastermind. Mm-hmm. And then it was funny because when we started this, we realized this is not a mastermind. Mm-hmm. So we're going to need to revamp it and go into more of a coaching mm-hmm. setting, mm-hmm. which we absolutely love. Both of us mm-hmm. do a lot of. But I had that written down. In the meantime, I'm launching Genius Communication. I'm doing um, some different ideas and things I had to learn and get in place. And then I felt like, okay, I want to do this. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to go ahead and start this. But it didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. So in my gut, the the only way I can describe the feeling is I had a puzzle, but I didn't have all the pieces. Right. And I'm a big proponent of trusting your gut because... I mean, even scientifically, you know, they've learned there's a lot of emotion molecules floating around in your intestinal tract, actually. That's right. Depression can be centered in your gut. Like Mm -hmm. something as simple as vitamin D Mm -hmm. and good gut health can help you emotionally. Mm -hmm. And they're even working on it. I think they've actually formulated even some prescription medication for people with addiction, morphine, Mm -hmm. uh, any type of like um, morphine addiction, um, mood and, you know, um, what, what would they not like really mood say? Like disorders? Well, like heroin addiction, um, morphine addictions, um, pain subs- uh, prescription, not oh, subscription okay, addictions. Okay, okay. Because they're finding, they thought a lot of the emotional molecules were in the brain. Actually, most of them are in the gut. That's what the majority of it yeah. is. Yeah, and so once they found that out and all the nerve endings that are there, kind of like heart intelligence, mm-hmm. you got 50,000 nerve endings, you've got... Um, the same, if not more, in the yeah, gut. Yeah, it's it's not even close. Excuse me. So, like, we're talking about trillions of wow. um, um, like nerves, molecules in your in your gut. So, when we start talking about intestinal health, now we start talking about things like gut biome and yep. stuff like that. Yep. So, you want to know what's happening with the person emotionally, psychologically. More than likely, you want to check their gut health first. Yes. Right? That's where you want to go first. And so the idea of trusting your gut is very valid. Yes, it is. Because it's not just about food. Right. Right? Your vagus nerve is running through there, right? You know, your diaphragm, your 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 solar plexus. So the center of your thinking, right, is sort of like you think a thought and then you ground it out through your gut. Okay. Yeah. And then, like in my research, when I created the Genius Communication course, it's now um, work your or uh, persuade like a boss. But in that, I found out sixty percent of successful CEOs uh, in in a, some research that they I can't remember what university it was, but it might have been Harvard. They found out that sixty percent of the decisions made by CEOs are gut decisions because they don't have time. Mm-hmm. You know, opportunity sometimes has an expiration date. They don't have time to make sure that all, you know, the things that they would want to know are found out. And so a lot of times they'll go with their gut. Now, sometimes people listen to the wrong gut and they end up in trouble. Right. But the gut's very important. So in this situation, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm ready to start a mastermind. But my gut was telling me I was missing the pieces. So then I, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put it on the shelf, and I'm going to wait because I'll know timing. Mm-hmm. So then fast forward, what, 2019, 
you had to move here mm-hmm. because you were the one that carried the other puzzle pieces. <laughs> so that was like outside of my realm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That was outside of my control. Right. And uh, so you get here. I start training with you. We start doing your branding, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, I'm all. Is him. <laughs> There's a puzzle piece. And because uh, you've got all the you know background and the professional and the degrees and stuff. So we, it was what you carried I don't possess on that level. And so I, I had to have you, um, and I hope to contribute as well to where I was necessary for your dream. Uh, and so then we got together, and it was like, you know, here we go. Yep. So with all that being said, I wanted you to contribute your thoughts, but also talk about the difference between when you when you have a dream because you know we're about healing community, healing business. Yep. This can apply to a startup. This can apply to, um, uh, let's see, startup. It can apply to personal goals. It can re- apply to relationship goals, financial goals. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Anything that you're going toward that you really want. This is the process. Okay, so when you start going toward a dream, trusting your gut, how do you know that it's timing or, like, wrong timing or opposition? Okay, so so let me begin by saying this first, right? So we've been working together for a while. Mm -hmm. So I tend to take a different clinical approach from most of my contemporaries okay i'm more of a storyteller right right? Mm -hmm. and through storytelling you know i help people to fulfill dreams accomplishment and whatever it is that they want to do in their life right well in telling stories so here's one of the things that we have to understand um whatever it is that we're going to do in life there's always something that's required of us to understand Mm -hmm. right so you're saying how do you know whether or not if you're dealing with resistance versus the timing yes. that it actually takes? Yes. Okay, so first, what do we know about what we're after? <clears throat> okay. So that's the step one, right? So what is it that you're trying to pursue? And what is your history in that process? So mm. if I were to take something like the pursuit of health, right, or somebody trying to launch an enterprise, and you notice that in whatever your goal is, the pursuit of health or, you know, running, launching another business, but you've encountered um, some difficulties in your past. Yes. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. What we call challenges, the necessary elements for us to grow. Mm-hmm. But depending on how we relate to the challenge determines whether or not if we can recognize if we're dealing with opposition, resistance, or true timing. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell the person as it relates to health, your health is improved from the moment you change your mind, mm. not the purchase of your membership. Yes. And generally speaking, when the person um, starts their New Year's resolution, right, yeah. or they're going to... St- Start whatever. And listen it is. to that episode. It's a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that is interesting is that the person always runs 
into a very similar circumstance as they go down the road. They start off good and, you know, 45 days into it, they wake up one day and now they have a question. They have doubt, right? It feels like, uh uh-oh, resistance. Am I going to quit? So here we go. Mm -hmm. Step one. How do you know? How do you determine the difference between timing versus resistance? Well, you have to know that in any goal that you're going to pursue, rectification must occur with the individual first. So we must rectify, correct, strategize, plan correctly first before we can have some progress, right? So what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. You you can see my face. I'm like, okay, translate that for me. Okay. So let's just say, for instance, there's something that a person wants to do. Um, Maybe you're going to... You own a business, you got employees, you want to grow your business, <clears throat> excuse me, but you keep having issues uh, with retention of your employees. Mm-hmm. You're smart, you got things going, but you're just not really sure why you keep having this. But this is not a one and done thing. You've been dealing with it for three or four years. Every time you turn around, the, the business owners having to hire three or four new employees. Right. Okay, so guess what? They think it's the employee. <laughs> Okay. Yes, I've seen that. Over I keep and over. I keep hiring these employees. I don't know what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Stick with me in the story. Mm-hmm. So, after about two years of going through this, somebody finally now has to say to the business owner, "What are you doing in the selection of the employees that you're hiring?" Or, I, I'm chuckling, Coach, just because I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like, <laughs> Exactly. So the person may not realize, the the business owner, they may not realize that even though they have a great strategy for um, succeeding at their business, they are failing in the um, nurturing and fostering the growth of their employees. Which equals growth of the business. Exactly. Yes, Yes. So until they understand that they need to have a different relationship with the staff that they hire, which is the rectification. Okay. The business doesn't change. So we tell the owner of the business, you need to have another way of working with the people that you hire because you are the common denominator and why they either stay or go or their productivity or their lack of productivity. Okay. So once the owner now recognizes, like, oh, my gosh, I've actually been holding back my own business because of the way I have been treating my employees or staff. Okay. So once they come to that insight, now they change. The change is the rectification. We must first rectify whatever needs to be corrected before progress can be assured. So take it back to the you know New Year's resolution, 45 days in. You're like, yeah. Okay, okay, what does that look like? So the person has to say, then, do I really want what I'm pursuing or do I like the idea of what I am pursuing? Pause. Okay. <laughs> Now, I want to make sure our listeners heard that because one of my pet peeves is actually idealism. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look up the definition of an ideal, it's something that's actually a myth. Like if you look it up at dictionary.com, mm-hmm. it's a myth. It's mm-hmm. something that's never going to happen. Yep. And I think a lot of people start their journey toward a dream uh, 
through the process of change, whatever you want to say, with an ideal. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, it's like you come face to face with the fact of, wait a minute, do I really want this? And so, like, even if you take it like marriage wise, mm-hmm. I, you know, being in Christian circles and mentoring a lot of people that are married couples, it's like, okay, you've got to be careful of like the marriage books, even that you buy, the advice, air quote, mm-hmm. that you get from people, because a lot of it's idealistic. So, uh, even in raising your children, I remember, um, and we've talked about this a little bit, so I won't go in depth, but people would try to put ideals on us as a family and on my son. Mm-hmm. And we knew who we were. Right. We were never going to be the nice little pristine family where they walk into church matching clothes. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing? Praise God. You know, that was not going to be us. We were the people that we were very comfortable with who we were. We didn't mind long goatees, coach, gauges, <laughs> tattoos, Harleys, hot rods, UFC, right? So yeah. we were very comfortable loving Jesus, but also not being the ideal. And I remember that pressure was intense to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times your ideal, like even if you take it to a business, business should look like this. Well, should it? Is that the right fit for your business? And um, copycatting, I, I'm all for researching and looking at what people are doing and tweaking it for your own you know, brand. Mm-hmm. But when you get this idea of what it's supposed to be, then all of a sudden you get to that place of opposition on the inside where you have to decide, do you really want it? When you said, do you really want it or do you like more the idea, mm-hmm. that right there is powerful. And it happens a lot. It does happen it a lot. It happens a lot. You know, it's like the idea of something sounds great. The reality of it is the one that people have a difficult time working with. It's like the guy that says, yeah, I, sure, I could have been a doctor. It was just the physics and chemistry that I had an issue with. Right. It's like, right. oh, okay then. So if you're not willing to do everything that's required, then you're not willing to do anything that's required. And sometimes it can be maybe just a simple adjustment to what you really want. So if you started off with an idea and that actually was more attractive to you and then once you get to the work, the middle earth work, mm-hmm. where you're not seeing results yet, mm-hmm. um, you're realizing it's going to take more time than you thought. That's right. Uh, so, you know, Coach, when I think about what you're saying here, now this is, see, this is what I'm talking about, people. I get in these podcast times and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's what that was. That's what that was. Okay. So when I started Genius Communication, it was originally an online course business, mm-hmm. right? Now, you know, five yeah. years, well, it'll be seven years okay. now, uh, January 1st, um, seven years later, uh, I'm doing things I didn't know I'd be doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is great. But I had an ideal of what it was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. I had an idea that I was going to do a, you know, some Facebook ads because I did training. I was going to be you know, rolling in the dough, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Thank goodness the people that I studied their courses and how to do things said, these are exceptional cases. Mm-hmm. The majority of the people, it is a simple consistency of you know, posts yeah. and ads and working your business. I'm so thankful they said that. 
because yeah. I would have felt like a failure right from the start mm-hmm. because I had an ideal of what yeah. it was supposed to look yeah. like. Okay, so sometimes you just have to adjust. So back to mm-hmm. um, uh, 2016, I'm working on my business. Actually, it's been five years. Launched it in 2017, and I had to adjust my ideal. I wasn't willing to give up my dream. Right. I had to adjust my ideal, and that was, okay, this is not going to be, I'm going to run an ad and bring in tens of thousands of dollars. This is going to be, I'm going to have to consistently work my business. And I put a time frame on it of when it would be successful. I beat the time frame, mm-hmm. but I had to adjust my thinking. Mm-hmm. So for some people, it's simply adjusting your thinking. You're, you may not be that model that's going to have ripped abs and mm-hmm. all that, you know, because that takes a lot of work, diet, things like that. But it don't mean you're not fine, though. Right. <laughs> what do you feel comfortable in? What, you know, mm-hmm. so anyway, that I'm just thinking, you know, mm-hmm. as you're talking, coach, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about my process. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't give up on what I desired. I just had to adjust my thinking. Exactly. So, and this is what I mean when we say rectification must always occur before process is assured, right? So that could be a rectification. That's you're exactly thinking. what it is. You have to back up. You have to rework it, right? Mm-hmm. And you... And you can only do that by having a better idea of who you are mm. right, as a person. So, so now, so in um, example of the the New Year's resolution persons, right? So here's now forty five days. You're into it. It's like uh, I don't know about this. So you have to stop right there. Why are you pursuing what you're pursuing in the first place? Mm-hmm. Have a clear idea about mm-hmm. that, right? Is that something you really want to do, or does it just sound good? Right. Right. Because the only things that are going to get completed or brought to fulfillment are the things that we desire enough that we are willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen, which leads us to the next step. Okay. Right. So if the person is not willing to make the changes necessary for success, which we're calling rectification. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Then now they're dealing with resistance. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So internal resistance, external resistance, or what? It can take any form. So if we're talking about the individual, the individual is going to encounter whatever form of resistance is required to meet that thought process in their head, that predisposition that says, I can't do it because I've already tried four times before, you know, this is the fourth new year in a row and I'm getting ready to quit again, right? The 40th. Okay. So now there's a rhythm to their thinking that says when they get to um, day number 45, they're going to encounter a resistance because they built it into their lifestyle because of their thinking habits. Now you're talking subconscious. Exactly. So your subconscious is like, yeah, we've been down this road. At this certain point, you always quit or whatever it is. And now your subconscious will fight you, which is why it's so important to, um, number one, know who you are, know what you really want, because that will help you and guide you through uh, the, the resistance. And doing our Hell Yeah Life coaching intensive will guide you through that resistance. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because that's exactly what we do. That's that's what we do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, And so it's the same thing with the business owner, too. It's like all of a sudden you realize it's like, okay, you know, for four years in a row, you've had a high turnover. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to make a change? Well, I just think I need better people. No. 
what you need to do is change the way you think about the people that you hire mm-hmm. because you have a preconception about what that employee is going to be in your office. And as soon as that what we call that newness honeymoon phase wear off, your behaviors resurface again, just like the 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 New Year's resolution example right. at that forty five day point they start breaking down. Well, the business owner, you get to a certain point and now you're having problems with your new employee. Why has that happened? You have to clean up your thinking. Yeah. So now they hire you to come in there and you go in there and you start working with the person. And it's like, you know what? You, you got a great idea, but you got stinking thinking. Mm-hmm. So you help them to change the way they think about things. Right. And what ends up happening then, they now change the way they treat the people that they work with. Yeah. Now, here is where they're both the same. Both of the examples are the same, regardless of the genre or the activity. Mm-hmm. The New Year's resolution client and the business owner Okay, you're struggling with your you with your weight or your health goals. You're struggling with employee retention. Mm-hmm. Both of those require a change in the thinking to get to the next step. Yeah. To the extent that that person is ready to change the way they think about things, which again we're seeing the rectification. Now they're ready to go to the next phase. Yes. Okay. So the next phase now is to say, all right, I'm changing. So now you can appreciate the timing. Mm. So the person um, in the fitness example, they're like, you know, damn, I put on 40 pounds last year. That stuff they've been saying on TV that I'm going to lose five pounds a week or something like that, that shit, uh, that's just not happening. Excuse me. I am not the church going type, so forgive me. <laughs> that's what makes us really a great couple here. So that person says, all right, I'm not losing five pounds in a week. But you know what? I'm going to do this thing because I really want to feel better. That's the adjustment. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to lose mm-hmm. the weight Absolutely. so much. I'm trying to feel better. That's a shift in the thinking. And when there's a shift in the thinking, now the person has an appreciation for the time that it takes for them to be able to get where they're going. So we move to the employer. The employer says, you know, this is so hard for me. I did not realize I was doing it. I just thought I was trying to run a top ship and everything like that. But I realized that I am a hindrance to my employees. Mm -hmm. That's an awareness. Now I vow to change. How are they going to anchor that change? Well, they're going to hire you. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Because they need someone outside of themselves. Or getting mentoring point. and coaches. Yeah, it's it, very important. Exactly. They'll accelerate. Exactly. So once they come to that recognition, now they can see the time that it takes very differently because now they can see the process. Mm-hmm. Right. I need to form better relationships with the people that I work with. I need to make sure that I have a great training program that ensures that they have everything that they need so they can transition through every step of their employment experience so that they can be the high-functioning employee that they need. By me, or excuse me, the employer recognizing that they need to make change, now they can sit back and they can say, hmm, by taking this action, I'm noticing 
that my numbers are changing. Right. And now they can have patience because it's like, I got three new people Mm -hmm. and I got three older people. I need about six months for my three newest hires to catch up with the staff that was already here. But now I know what to do in terms of my own behavior so I can assist in their success. I can sit back with a much more relaxed attitude and watch the process develop. Does that make sense? It does. So when you're looking at timing versus opposition, uh, so I what I hear is timing as far as launching or birthing a goal, a dream, is if it's wrong timing, it feels like you're lacking or missing something. Trust the process. Because mm-hmm. the process of change and growth will bring all the resources you need. Exactly. But opposition is now where there's a resistance there. And when you meet resistance, typically you're fighting more of an internal. Now, sometimes you can fight things on the outside. You can, you know, people may not support your dream or all that. But with resistance, like you said, I wrote it down. What is your history, the challenges, because those are necessary for growth. Mm -hmm. So now you're fighting your subconscious probably more than anything. You don't want to quit there. So it's like with our example in the idea of a mastermind, I knew I wasn't having all the, I didn't have all the pieces. Mm -hmm. That was outside of my control. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I put my head down Mm -hmm. and kept working my current dream. And then that actually brought me and you in a business relationship, yep. which then provide the other you know puzzle pieces. So it's whatever you are focused on, work it, because that future thing that you recognize you were maybe lacking some of the parts you need or resources, now all of a sudden the, the opportunity's there. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we talk about this a lot. The 11 major causes of failure in business mm-hmm. are always intangible, invisible qualities mm-hmm. that show up in the form of a weakness with the individual. And you can take them to the personal life as well. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because we are not as fragmented as our structure let us out to be. We're just not, you know, any more than the oceans are separated, right? We keep saying the Indian Ocean, the Atlantic and the Pacific. There's not a border between any of those bodies Mm -mm. of water. They just keep flowing, right? Right. It just happens to be where you are. But there are some people who will think, no, this is over here and this ocean is over here. They see them as being very fragmented that way. They see their lives being fragmented that way when in fact they aren't. Yeah. You know, the things that you are thinking in your personal life at your home are going to show up in your business life at some point and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So until you understand how you are thinking about any particular process, it is going to be difficult for the person to recognize when they're encountering resistance, when they're actually dealing with true timing. Now, let's just say that that person gets it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like once they get it, then all of a sudden you recognize timing. So fast forward to what we do, mm-hmm. right? So you put in the work, you were doing everything you needed to do, but you said, you know what? Um, I need to put this on the shelf right now because even though I've been doing good, there's, I think there's something missing and I can't press it because I can't really uh, 
put my get my hands around That's it. That's exactly right? what it, it felt like. It mm-hmm. feels like it's elusive. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but you just stayed on the path of your dream mm-hmm. because you had done all the other work. So then one day you hear this guy, Coach Who. And you come in and it's like, okay, the guy with the navy blue walls. <laughs> I didn't paint him that way, by the way. Thank goodness. <laughs> but anyway, so we start talking, we start working together. And before you knew it, your mm-hmm. mind started changing. It says, is this it? This, this guy. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. And then the longer we worked together, then one day it was like, it's him. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And it felt seamless. Mm-hmm. It, yep. I mean, at every step of the way, it's like. Even if there's an adjustment that we needed to make, the adjustment is seamless. Uh, seamless. Why is that? Because of the timing of it. You had already done whatever work you needed to do, yeah. right? And so here I show up. Well, guess what? It works the same way. There were some things that I needed to do, mm-hmm. right? And And as I looked at some of the shifts for me, I thought, well... I'm actually going in another direction. Mm-hmm. There is a much larger audience for me in the work that I do as I transition more into who I believe myself to be. Yeah. And then here I am. I'm on a podcast. I think part of the uh, process, too, is trusting the process. That's right. Really. I mean, if you're going toward your current in front of you dream, the other ones on the shelf, eventually you'll have to go and pull them out. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got probably two or three things that have been on a shelf for several years. Mm-hmm. And now I can start seeing, okay, now it's time to pull this out, examine it, see yeah. if it might fit. Yeah. If not, put I'll just back. put it back. I've That's done right. that several times. Yeah. Okay, so Coach, um, now always block off two hours for us. Okay. I don't know if you've got another, say, 25, 30 minutes. i got 25 to 30 minutes. We're going to need to make this a part two. Okay. Because we didn't even get to the next part. Okay. And it's so good. Okay. I don't want to be a cliffhanger. Okay. <laughs> now, unfortunately, everybody listening, they're going to have to be on a cliffhanger. Sorry about that. But We've done that a lot lately. Yeah, stick with us, right? Just stick with us. So, yeah, because I have another one at 11. Me too. Okay. Okay, see, like mines. There you go. See, okay. there we go. So we're going to end this one. And me and you get to keep talking. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs>